0: Good morning, <laughs> and welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Erin. I'm Sarah. Are
1: you sure? I'm Morgan. <laughs> we were supposed to yep, discuss and positive. we did it. Wes, cut out whatever you feel like you need to. That's fine.
0: We're still uh, remote recording, if you couldn't have already guessed, since we don't know whose names go.
1: Me? When. Remote? No. Ah,
2: never. Just kidding. We are abiding by all rules of the Rona. Thank you, Quarantine. I hate you. Oh mm-hmm. my God.
1: Rules of the Rona, like my Sharona rules of Rona. That's what oh, uh, makes a, me little little like bit. a little
0: Sarah, I don't know if you listened to. Pasta sounds good. <laughs> Sarah, I think you had mentioned you listened to <laughs> this podcast <laughs> Will Kill You. Yes, I did. Well, one of their episodes, like their very first episode about coronavirus
1: that's mm-hmm. what like their title was like
0: my my coronavirus or something like that
1: <gasps> love it love it i've been wondering why Can there someone... isn't more songs of that but it probably because it's not funny yeah
2: i'm sorry the number one song Too bad. is the coronavirus it's corona time i wonder if corona sales have gone up or down that's my biggest question i think right? down actually Jokes aside.
0: That's what I've heard, yeah. Like alcohol sales in general have just like skyrocketed, but corona, I think, not so much.
2: Hmm. I wonder if three women on this podcast are a contributing factor in that going up. Hmm, not me. Def definitely not me. It's fine. I didn't go to dirt cheap the other day. (laughs) Dirty.
1: You went to dirt cheap? Yeah. You filthy animal. Mm. And it was,
0: Mm. well, at max capacity. So 10 people. And I had to wait in line. And I have to say, so there were two people who were like talking to me and they were being rude because Mm. if I don't have to like touch a cart or put things into a cart, I won't use it. I can carry things in my hands. I am quite capable. So I'm getting in line and they have those little like stickers of where you can put you know, where we need to stand, where we need to mm. stand out and wait in line. So I have my Bud Select and then I'm getting um, my mom, the Michelob Ultra Aluminum, Aluminum <laughs> bottles that she wanted. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Beth. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I love Tell you, me how you really feel. <laughs> really well, that one doesn't have like a handle at the top. So I'm like baby mm. holding the Michelob Ultra um case and then i'm just holding Michelol. the butt select oh. one but since i'm waiting in line like i have the butt select one like i'm placing on the ground and the guy behind me is like kind of jokingly but kind of serious like oh you should just kick the butt select forward and i'm like oh, ha, 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 okay and then the woman in front of me i guess overhears and she's like do you need a cart and i'm like no i am fine carrying this i just if i don't have to hold it the whole time i'm just gonna set it down and then pick it up when I move to the next little spot until I pay for it. For the all they that... know,
1: that's your arm workout. Well,
2: the part that's that that your what I literally touched... said to
1: the guy. I was like, "This is my <laughs> workout today. <laughs> I well, curl part... 10 cans of these a day.:
2: Yeah, and <sighs> the part that your hand touch didn't touch the floor or anyone else, like, what's the big hairy deal? Like, what? You just put it on the, OK, anyway, Yeah. I think they just uh, looked, looked at me and they were like, "Oh, this insane. poor
0: girl." And I'm like, "No. what you should have said is, "Step
2: off!" Did you whip out the Stop gun? Out. But I'm the same. I'm Whip them out, Aaron.
0: <laughs> but I'm the same exact person who, like, when I go to the grocery store, like, I am making one trip up to my house.
1: That all shocks those me bags zero are percent. on my arms. I can see you tying them, like, to your ponytails and being like, no bag left behind. <laughs> Free, you- fi, bags.
0: Do you remember the house <laughs> I lived in in Cape during grad school, though? Like, how I steep do? that driveway was?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: I was not making multiple trips. One trip, fair that was it. That's I fair. can do it.
2: That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I'm a big non non double trip if I can help it. I my mom got me a giant carabiner. Like I have big hands, so it's probably the size of like my hand. And one side is is squishy, so you can like actually pick it up, and then you just slip all the bags on, and then you close the clip, and then it's all on the handle so like the side that your hand is holding is nice and has like a squishy grip and then the other part is where all the bags are it's wonderful
0: oh that's really cool that is really nice yeah. never heard of that mm-hmm. but besides my fun trip to dirt cheap what else did you guys do
1: over the weekend and over the week i am so excited can i go first i'm so excited yeah, i cleaned man. my stove top <laughs> i don't care how old i sound i finally figured it out
2: Was it a challenge question
1: Yes. I'm a renter, so I have not only my baked, burnt grease on top of that, it's someone else's who didn't feel the need to clean it. And I had been trying since I moved in here to get it off with baking soda and water. But my issue was I was using like cleaning cloths. And this weekend I said, nah, I'm going to use a metal utensil to do all that and then scrape it off. I've never been more satisfied in my life. (laughs) There you go.
2: That's Mm -hmm. freaking awesome! You know the next step into adulthood is actually cleaning your oven.
1: Uh, Let's not get crazy, okay? (laughs) Mm
2: -mm. I've never done it either.
1: I've lived here for two years. Whoops! (laughs) It's fine. Clay's may have. He's a big oven cleaning guy. He did it in college. They also had cockroaches. What a good human! mm, Well, he didn't clean anything else. So don't don't get ahead of yourself. (laughs) What about you, Morgan? House with five guys. It was gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Morgan. (laughs)
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen who listen, and my ladies who are looking at me, the fence is done. Hey. Yes, I saw pictures. Yes, our our That's backyard exciting. fence. Yes, our backyard fence that my fiance and our editor mm. and my father in law have completed it, and it looks beautiful and definitely Bowie did several horse track laps around the yard at full speed and that made it all worth it oh i it's he- just oh, it's so nice it's so nice i poured my coffee this morning and i just whoosh, slid open the door and i was like go enjoy yourselves girls it was great hey for our listeners wonderful. at
1: home can you tell them what kind of dog bowie is oh
2: um she hmm, he's a dog uh,
1: or she's a dog sorry she
2: yeah she she is a shepherd slash some type of like greyhound Basically, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Greyhounds, so they have, like, the little skinny belly area. Hers does that, and she can run at, like, I swear to God, at least 50 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> boom, she's gone. Like, that's why we needed this fence, y'all. She's gotten out, like, three times, and she's you don't see her. She's just gone. So, yes, it is. The whole fence was a little bit of privacy,
1: mostly for the animals. There you go. It's a beautiful <laughs> fence. It's a wooden fence. Ain't no yes. chain link fence.
2: Ain't no chain link here. Yes, a nice big mm-hmm. privacy fence. And uh, we got our new semi okay fire pit because the one we had rusted out at the bottom. So, yep, we're making strides, man. Real adulthood here.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are growing up. Look at you guys go. Yeah,
0: yeah. getting all those house projects done.
2: Mm-hmm. Heck mm-hmm. yeah, girl. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just trying to get out of the house I currently live in <laughs> and get my own. So,
2: I'm
1: trying it will to happen. adult here. You I are. I believe girl. in you.
0: Eventually. Did you put a bid in on a house? I did, but there were 10 okay. other contracts that were also put Jesus, in.
1: Jesus, Jim And Jones. mine
0: did not get chosen. So. Did
1: you say Jesus, yeah. Jim Jones? <laughs> yeah, I just listened to that episode and I was like, I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I love Triple it. J. I love Jesus, it. Jim Jones. He is oh, Jesus incarnate, it. so let's not forget. Right. You guys can't see it, but we all tipped up our glasses to that one. <laughs> we we did. did. We all took a <laughs> sip. Let's, let's drink yep. to the memories, because the drinks bring back the memories, bring back bring dreams, back. bring back memories,
2: bring back, bring you. back Jim Jones. Bring back. No, no, no! <laughs> revert, revert, revert. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. And uh I can't. I don't forget. I don't really have many, many memories. Uh, I had to go back and listen to the episode, so those olives, that's what it was, was the olives that got to me, so, so <laughs>
1: I'm so very sorry. The olives <laughs> bring back memories.
2: <laughs> uh, it was definitely not the vodka within the Bloody Mary, it was not, and also I'm so sorry for how many times I said <laughs> no laws with the claws. I'm sorry. But Morgan,
1: how would the people know there's no laws with the claws? Yeah. I personally loved it, if I'm being honest with you, I was living for it.
2: Or I as know, Paris I'm Hilton
1: pretty- would say, I was sliving for it. Oh my god! <laughs> I follow her on Instagram. I don't remember following her, but apparently I do.
2: I'm dead. Oh my god!
1: She's like, I'm really trying to make a brand out of sliving. It's like slaying and living. Oh no! It reminds me of your like, faces are correct.
2: It's like slippery snake. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a slippery little snack. <laughs> as oh <God. laughs> I As doesn't feel Sarah good chokes at her drink. I'm sorry. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm so no, I'm crying. Oh. oh, God. Oh, Lord. It's fine. Everything's fine. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure, Aaron. We just you, started. Do you, do you have a game? I don't, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take this it is away. going so smoothly
0: <laughs> since we're doing this on a Monday night instead of a Sunday morning. That's, that's what I'll. It's just blame it on yeah that. that's why that's it's our reasoning different. it's yeah. the only
1: reason it's the
2: co- we're the always Sunrise smooth. coffee the coffee has definitely worn off the wine has not kicked in fully yet so sorry y'all deal with mm. it until it happens
1: <laughs> and Correct. you're welcome this is for you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, and I'm morgan
0: sorry. no you're good like you said i do have the game this week and I think you guys may have noticed in your emails that my sister sent you an email that said, yeah. don't open it until I tell you to. So uh-huh. I will explain real quick. Um, I told Megan, I was like, hey, do you want to kind of help out with the game? And she said, sure. And we're doing uh, just some random trivia questions. I'm going to put my <laughs> phone on for just a minute. She said she only gave us nine Nine questions. Oh, nine oh questions. she did it okay. to
1: you too? You don't know the questions? Yeah, I
0: don't know. the. Yeah, that wow. wouldn't be fair if I knew the questions. Megan
1: is the MVP. Let's go. Well,
0: hold up. Listen to what she was going to do first. So I told her, oh, no. uh, I asked her like a couple days ago and I asked her if she wanted to do it. And she's like, yeah, can I make the questions about me? And I'm like, <gasps> why? And she was like, you wouldn't know them. And I'm like, what? Then who would know sorry, them if you don't know them? I
2: guess, I guess you could say Megan's almost too hot to handle. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. no, oh <laughs> I did it! There it was <laughs> a She'll love it. Yes. So we have trivia: We have trivia, and I yeah
0: trivia questions. There's nine of do- them. Pooh. We have a minute to answer as many as you can, and then I'm going to text my sister to send me the answers. And then whoever oh God, obviously gets the most correct will go first, and then Is this second some James and third. Bond stuff. Okay, I know. I put a lot of okay. thought and planning into this. Okay. Can we
2: open the email before you say start or is starting including opening the email?
0: Yeah, what if my load's slow? Yeah. Go ahead and open the email, but don't like look at it. Just kind of get it ready. Okay,
2: okay, okay. okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm and then ready. it's loading. I-, I mean, I have okay, to put okay.
0: my timer on. So I'm hoping if it goes off and it's really loud, take it out, Wes. I apologize. All okay. right. So we have one minute. Mm-hmm. Does everyone have it up? Mm-hmm. I think yes, mm-hmm. we're up. Okay. So we're going to start in yeah. three. Mm-hmm. two mm-hmm.
1: and go oh
2: oh my god
1: <gasps> which your impede nation was said to invent hot dogs
2: <laughs> yeah. i love a
1: hot dog i don't think megan knows that either i'll have to tell her that <laughs> if oh i die and reincarnation is real i want to come back as a hot dog <laughs> megan these are hard oh my god I, I think go I got these.
2: one so far. Oh, God. Oh, no. Sarah's already winning. I know it.
1: Game of Thrones questions. Get at me. Oh,
2: my God. Oh. Okay, ah. stop.
0: Stop. Oh, man. I, I totally sucked at this. So we can talk about how much that sucked while I tell Megan to text me the answers.
1: It may be the wine, but I have a false sense of I feel like I knew a couple. <laughs>
0: I, I feel wrong. like I did too, but I also feel like I bombed it.
1: <laughs> What's the Robert De Niro one? And people at home, you what? Nineteen seventy six thriller. Does Robert De Niro famously say, "You talking to me?" Comment I, below. I, I literally
0: paused so long <laughs> on that an- on that question, and I was like, I have to skip because it's not coming to me, and I should know it.
1: Because not I, Godfather, I, that wasn't him. But I, it had to know. Be I know,
2: I see him doing it. I see him like, you talking to me. I see it, but I don't...
1: Well, and I just talk Goodfellas, but I don't think he's in it. Or I just talked Goodfellas. I just watch Goodfellas.
2: I don't know. I'm and then question so.
1: seven, Joaquin Phoenix... Actually, yeah, people at home, you want to play? You can pause it. <laughs> question one, which planet <laughs> is the hottest in the solar system? Do you know it? Question two, which European... Sh- Whoa... <laughs> Whoa. Someone else wanna take slurring your words already? <laughs> wow. <laughs> which European nation is said to invent hot dogs. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Real, bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Question three, which bone are babies born without? Question four, what is the name rapper Sean Coombs is better known by? Combs. <clears throat> <laughs> so we know you got that one right sean combs oh Sarah. is he mm? question mm. five what is the name of aria's direwolf question six the De Niro question question seven joaquin phoenix received his first oscar nomination for playing <gasps> roman emperor commodus come on what the you know what his name is in what 2000 oscar winning epic question eight which i did not get to name the biggest island in the world Would that be australia Question nine, which music group holds the record for the best-selling album in United Kingdom history?
0: I should have known that one. Megan just sent me the answers, so thank you for going <gasps> over those questions, Sarah. Now, here are the answers that- Are you going to do that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't do too well. No, no, no. You were fine. So, the first one was Venus. Oh, no.
2: Hey.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Four hours. laughs> I said Mars because I couldn't That's do what the- I said too. any other I- red planet. <laughs>
2: I uh didn't put
1: Is Marcus. Venus closer to the Sun? I thought it went Sun, Mars, Us.
2: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars.
1: So then wouldn't Mercury be hottest?
2: No, Mercury's cold, isn't it? I don't know, guys. Go to number two. I I I'm dumb. Keep going. Regardless, <laughs> we got it wrong. So go.
0: on. <laughs> number two is Germany. I actually got <gasps> that one right. I totally guessed. So did
2: I. Got it right. Bratwurst. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the Venus. They have the
0: celebrations. celebrations. <laughs> the answer for number three is kneecap. Oh, I
1: did collarbone. Because okay. I was the, thinking, you can't come out of the womb with all those bones making you true.
2: They They squish up.
1: The answer for number
0: four is P. Diddy. Yes, I Boy. got Diddy. Mm. The answer Even for number you five said comms. <laughs> I said combs. I said Sean Sean combs. Thank
2: you. Sean coombs. <laughs> combs.
0: Number five is Nymeria, which I should Got have gotten it. that and I blinked. For <gasps> shame, Aaron! I froze. I froze. I'm sorry. I had to go In to the, the next one. In the words of
1: the seven, shame. Ding, ding, shame.
0: <laughs> Number six shame. is Taxi Driver. Ah, uh, Never seen okay. it. Okay. No. Number seven is Gladiator. Yeah. I also Glad- froze uh, on that one.
2: I put Get it strength. together. I know. Done.
0: Done. <laughs> it's been a long Monday. Yes. Number eight is Greenland. Oh, didn't know that. that? Okay. And number nine is Queen. I am pissed I didn't put oh, that
2: down. Oh, no, I put the Beatles. Damn
1: it. I would have thought Beatles. <laughs> I didn't make guess. it yeah. past seven. That's where I stopped. I'm a slow okay. rider.
2: Well, either All one right. would have been a fair, good answer. They're both great. So.
1: <laughs> Granted, we only
0: had a minute, so I'm sorry. Oh, my I you guys God. On the I don't clock. even
2: want to share my freaking answer.
1: You did I better than f- I did.
2: Hey, How I have a good one. Right?
1: It's, I got four. one right. Cheers, fours for whores. Hey. <laughs> I got two. Two is for you, Sarah Lund. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. I'll drink it.
2: <laughs> Damn, Aaron, I beat you. Whoa. Oh my God, is this this is this it? Is this the second time in history that Aaron is going last? Bump. This can't be the second time.
1: I've I gone last before. Because uh, a certain "All I Do Is Win" song come to mind for anyone? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Ooh, we're throwing it back to episode, like,
1: one through seven. (laughs) (laughs) We back, baby. Look alive. (laughs) Because the drinks bring back the wins. Bring back the memories.
2: Yeah. So I guess, Sarah, since you won, like, I guess you could kind of pick the order. Do you want to go first or do you want to go last?
1: Oh, that's true. You can do it however you want. I'll go first. I have to get out of the way. Okay. Okay. Because I want to keep drinking also and I want to not slur any of the long words I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: You guys might want to be a little inebriated for my story too. I'm just saying, it's a a long one this time around.
1: I always Um, go last. I feel like it's it's probably best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, y'all, good pick. I love trivia. That's one of like the three things I'm competitive on. It's trivia, walking upstairs, (laughs) (laughs) and there's one more. I don't know what it is, but hot dog eating contest. I like to savor the flavor of the hot dog, so I mm. eat them slow. Okay, okay, but once for um, wasn't it okay? It was whenever we were officers. We had the carnival themed bid day or baseball themed.
0: Yeah, yeah, baseball. Uh,
1: yes, our I love her to death. She made the mistake of getting a hot dog machine, and I swear to God, I had like <sighs> I had at least eight hot dogs. <laughs>
2: yes, queen. Because I just kept
1: walking by, being like, "Oh, I'll take this to someone." <gasps> That better was- be you
0: and Nola in a few months. Oh, absolutely! Every corner there's
1: a hot dog stand. You're like, I have to try this one and this one. I don't want anyone to buy me drinks; just buy me hot dogs, okay? Would everyone mind doing that?
2: Yeah, I think that's easy totally. request.
1: <laughs> Bye, girl, thank you. Next, okay. Um, any more housekeeping, or would you like me to dive into my topic, girl? I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so for my sources, I used PsychologyToday.com. MayoClinic.org, whatispsychology.net, healthyplace.com, in the podcast, Maslow's Hierarchy of Babes, which I super pre- appreciate the title on that one.
2: <laughs> I'll just say, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over Maslow one day. He's, he's got a whole thing. Um, but speaking of my song, a <laughs> little ditty from Maroon 5: Dreams bring back all the memories, and the memories bring back. Nothing, because we're still talking about dissociative disorders. If you can will your memory to go back to last week, you may remember that a dissociative disorder is a mental disorder that causes sufferers to have a disconnect between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and even identity. And last week, I talked about DID, or dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. So this is the most disruptive of the known dissociative disorders. But this heavy hitter has two younger siblings that also cause issues in daily lives of sufferers. And they should not be glossed over because they affect 1 to 2.5% of the population, depending of what source you use, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the other two disorders are dissociative amnesia and goodness gracious, depersonalization, derealization disorder. I want to call it triple D, but I don't think that's appropriate. So we'll see where we are when I get to that point. (laughs) So dissociative amnesia, and really hone in on the word amnesia here, because the deal with this one is forgetting. All the dissociative disorders, all of them mentally separate a person from the aspect of themselves. So in the case of dissociative amnesia, this is a person's brain blocking out large chunks of information so dissociative amnesia is not your common forgetting though. It is more serious and disruptive. They're going to forget personal things like their own name and address or Ooh. parts of an event to an entire day surrounding an event. This that's person scary. it is this is why all these disorders really freak me out. Like I don't like being like not in control of my thoughts and that's exactly what really any mental disorder but these in particular. So yeah. They may also forget their own friends and family or coworkers. I was listening to that podcast, Maslow's Hierarchy of Babes, and they talked about a case where a man woke up one day and he couldn't remember the last month of his life. He couldn't <gasps> remember the newest coworker that he had met, and he also couldn't figure out why there was a dog in his house.
2: <gasps> Spoiler alert. That's so alert,
1: sad. <laughs> he adopted a dog, which is good, but he went to a psychiatrist because he was like, I, what is going on? And she helped him work through that his long-term girlfriend had broken up with him. And that was his traumatic event. Aww. Oh, wow. It is really sad. So there may have been like compounded other things, but that breakup was a trigger and he kind of just was in a fog for a month. Poor baby. And, I know. And if you're a home and thinking, Oh, geez, Sarah, this sounds an awful lot like dissociative identity disorder with the large gaps of time and all that's true. But there is a difference here. And That difference is you're always going to have the same unified personality. Your brain is kind of just on autopilot. Does that make sense? Or like you can be acting totally normal because it's still you, your personality. You just don't remember what you did.
0: But that's terrifying. That's a whole month of you not remembering where you drove, who Mm -hmm. you were hanging out with. That's crazy. That That you adopted
2: a puppy.
1: Which that in itself should have just snapped you out of it, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. also that's not scary enough because of memory loss some people may end up traveling and taking on a whole new identity because i mean if you don't remember who you are what's holding you to where you are
2: uh, right wow. that was so this part hand. is
1: called dissociative fugue it's also you can pronounce it however you want but it's f-u-g-g as in Gale, e um, and basically, it's the active state of amnesia. So a person is doing all the things that they're gonna forget later. This person is not going to seem confused or dazed. They may even seem on a mission or as if they're running away from something, even if they don't remember what that is. spooky wow, so in my, I, yes, I,
2: so at first, I think I think I was a little confused by, like when you said like they can miss so much of their life, but it's like it's a traumatic emotional event that makes them go through this, not like amnesia where you like get a brain injury or, like, you know because i've heard yes. like similar stories where it's like a person woke up in a new city and they don't know who they are and blah blah and all i can think mm-hmm. of is that sandra bullock movie where she or the guy where she gets he gets like hit hit in the head or like falls on the subway tracks and then she like pretends to be his girlfriend it's really cute if you haven't seen it
1: i've never seen it but i've heard of it
2: ah uh, bleh, 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 what's it called sleep nope not sleepless in <laughs> seattle morgan <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to Google it, but yes, th- basically. Okay, so w- what you're saying is it's more like a traumatic event happened or something that they're like choosing to block out or like it just happens rather than like booming mm-hmm. in their head. Okay, yes, okay, with
1: you. And some people, it-, it doesn't have to be like it can be for, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It doesn't have to just be one event, like one event could trigger it. But also like if you're really stressed or under a lot of pressure, like this can cause it to happen also. But not probably the fugue or the running away part that usually happens like after an event. But if you're really stressed out and things you can't handle, like you may have gaps of time, which is not normal, but it's more normal than the fugue part, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Okay. Your brains are crazy, guys. (laughs) So eventually these people, they do regain their memories and return home. But they're not going to remember anything during this fugue state. Just like dissociative amnesia, dissociative fugue, like I said, is caused by extreme stress. And there is a crazy case of this. So when the Twin Towers fell in 2001, a lot of people, they went missing. And people had to deal with the fact that their loved ones may have been lost forever. But this was not the case for a lucky wife and child. A 35-year-old husband and father had narrowly escaped death when the attack happened. And he was missing for six months. (gasps) With the help of a police tip, he was found in Virginia... So a completely different state, and I would tell you how many states away that is, but I'm really bad at geography. But yeah, he was found six months away in a different state, totally fine, but just didn't remember what he had been doing. Yes. So oh my God. <laughs> that's yes. insane. So I mean, I'm sure his job was stressful, but then like that post-traumatic stress of like what happened, he just kind of blacked out and left. That's crazy. Wow. Yes. And it's important to note, so in order to be considered dissociative amnesia, the lapses of memory cannot be attributed to substance abuse or any other mental disorder or a medical condition like you were saying, Morgan. Like it can't be I had surgery or I had a seizure. Like it has to be some kind of stressful event or stressful life that's happening. So the second one, that was all in the same diagram of dissociative amnesia for anyone listening. The second one is the triple D. I won't say it again, but that's what it is. <laughs> um, it is depersonalization and derealization disorder. I should not have had this much wine. It is <laughs> <laughs> it is the least invasive and life-altering out of the three, but it's kind of like saying it's the best of the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not great, but out of all three, it is the least.
2: Okay. Le- least impactful?
1: Yes. Cool. But, like, I would not wish this to happen to anyone. So this is where a person will suffer – with an ongoing or even episodic sense of detachment or feeling of being outside of yourself. Um, Some people even say they feel like they're watching a movie of themselves. They observe their actions, their feelings, their thoughts from a distance. And yes, if you feel spooked, just prepare yourself. Because we can actually break these symptoms down between – the depersonalization part and the derealization. I use part ugh. twice. Deal with it. <laughs> the <laughs> Deal with it. The depersonalization side is the feeling of being a robot or like you don't have any control over your own movements. Um, the sense that your head is fuzzy, or some people report it feels like it's wrapped in cotton. Ooh, they may ugh, even report. Yeah, i take that as you will. I thought it was odd. Gross. <laughs> I know. I don't want to feel any of these things. They're also going to report emotional or physical numbness of senses. And that these people, I wrote that something's really weird. Also, that these people's memories with the lack of emotion are not their own. Like they feel them, they remember them, but they don't feel like they actually did them. Okay. It's weird. Like okay. you aren't yourself. Okay. And yeah. Then, mm-hmm. I dropped a pen. I'm using my <laughs> pointer so I don't lose my spot. <laughs> On the derealization side of the disorder, People have feelings of alienation or a general unfamiliarity with their surroundings. They may feel emotionally disconnected with people they care about, kind of like they're separated by a glass wall, it was described. Um, Their surroundings may even appear distorted. So colorless, two-dimensional, or even on the opposite side, people may report a heightened sense of awareness and clarity of their surroundings. This to me seems very science fiction-y, but they may have distortions in perceptions of time. Such as recent events feeling like the distant past, and even distortions of distance and shape and sizes of things. Whoa. So, yeah, the derealization side is this disorder is just complicating the way the sufferer percepts the world around them. And then the depersonalization is like the actual internal, I feel like I'm far back or distant. Does that kind of so, makes okay. sense.
2: Okay. So, from, so uh, sorry, I'm a big, like, I got to talk excuse me talk things out like to fully understand so the first one that you referenced is the amnesia or the
1: depersonalization the
2: the the amnesia well for the both like those two seem the first that you spoke about seem to affect those around you more like yeah i maybe i'm going through amnesia but I don't I'm just trying to get through life and do my thing and my family's like yo where are you and then the other one the triple d is more like it's all (laughs) internal and they may not know what's going on with you like that to me is a little more scary
1: so kind of the fugue is the one where you're just like poof you're gone but the amnesia part you may actually seem totally normal and you're just going through your emotions it's not until like one day it hits you like where the hell did all this time go like what have I been doing Wow. So all of this is okay. both. It's in your head and it's affecting those around you because what? Yeah. Pills? Yes, yes, Ugh. yes, yes. Okay, so the scary thing is these episodes, both dissociative amnesia and triple D, super sorry to all you psych people, they can last for <laughs> hours, days, weeks, or even months at a time. In last episode, I say that DID is theorized to be caused by long-term or continuous trauma, but these two That doesn't have to be the case. Um, It can cause by stress or a single incident, um, and it can be a way to deal with post-traumatic stress. So our minds are always trying to play mama bear and protect us, even when it may not be the most convenient. So fun. How do we treat them? (laughs) Am I right, ladies? Yeah. yeah. It's similar to other dissociative states. So therapy and medication, which I'm going to say this for almost every subject I cover, but it is important to keep reiterating if something feels off, like, always go see what you can find. Um, and depending on the state of the individual, you may also need hospitalization. For obvious reasons, people struggling with these disorders are more likely to commit self-harm or suicide. Because you can imagine you wake up and you have no idea what happened. Like, you just, yeah. even that guy who's gone for six months, like, you just abandoned your family for half a year. And then you had to kind of, like, piece back together what you did.
2: Yeah, and if you are already in, like, a mentally fragile state, like, that mm-hmm. guy that woke up one day and didn't know where he had, like, what, what had happened the last, you know, month. How scary is that? Like, you mm-hmm. you know, if you were already kind of on the edge or had been feeling super stressed, like, I could see someone, like, doing something very drastic to try to combat what they're feeling. Like, very scary.
1: Mm-hmm. But then, like, people could be like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, last weekend you were at this party and stuff. But it's like, was I? I don't know. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's got to be so mentally I, unsettling. Like, you don't even have to oh, do anything yeah. wrong to just be like, what did I do?
0: And I yeah. feel like I've heard of that happening for, like, specific events that, like, mm-hmm. people's brains just shut out, but not, like, months at a time. I've never heard of that.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, it's got to be pretty severe or you had to be very stressed. Um, yeah. Basically, your brain is just, like, it doesn't know what to do, so it's taking memories out to try and calm you down and then. Uh, and then that happens. Wow. Trying, yes, but you said specific you a, events.
2: I was going to say, it's trying to give you a reset, but it's maybe not doing the best job. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: Do not reboot. Do not reboot. Um, That podcast also talked about this girl, like some incident happened at her high school and she just blocked the whole incident out. Like she was going to this child psychologist, psychologist, and they're like, okay, like, you know, walk me through your Thursday. And she's like, well, my mom packed my lunch. Nothing really happened. And then Friday I had basketball practice. And he's like, let's back up. Let's back up. Like what Mm -hmm. happened on Thursday? And she's like, nothing. And he's like, nope, something happened. So in a smaller way, like your brain is trying to help you. It's just girlfriend, calm down. (laughs) Okay. So people are probably going to seek out help or treatment just for the memory loss, because I mean, you're losing time. That's not normal. You're going to want to know what's going on. In psychotherapy, they're going to help people unlock their history and their identity so they can kind of maybe piece together like, okay, you know, your name is Bob Trader and you definitely lived in New York at 2001. Like where were you during 9-11? Like what could have happened? They can kind of help you piece together pieces you may not even have any idea. So they can get you together to kind of face what happened, work through it, which is nice. And then medication can help alleviate some of the dissociation symptoms. So that feeling of not being connected to people, they can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, quick
0: question. So if you would go to get, I guess, therapy or see someone for that, do they have to specifically be like certified in that area? Like, I don't know. I would- can
1: I just go to any old... I'm sure I can't go to any old therapist and just say, hey. Well, I think any psychiatrist you could. Oh, psychiatrists, okay. Yeah, they should be very knowledgeable like in the mental disorders. Cool, cool. So just make that first step. And I have a lot of faith in psychiatrists. They will help you get to where you need to be. So as awesome. usual, yes, be good to yourselves, be good to others. Life is too hard as it is. And if you have significant gaps in your memory, do not just play it off as funny. Seek help. I lose my keys, but that is not a significant gap. That's just... That's different. Uh, a little funny, a little not funny because sometimes it makes me late, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's no shame in seeking help to help yourself. And that is the rest of the dissociative disorders. That's awesome. Yeah. That make I did sense. not know that at See all.
2: I learned so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You're Thank welcome. you. It's crazy. It is so crazy.
2: Yeah. I I, no, I no makes no. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it makes you
1: really <laughs> thankful for how like the state your brain is in, right? Well, yeah, I <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Oh, and the movie was Sleepless in No. I said it again. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: it's not Sleepless in Seattle.
2: While you were sleeping, there it is. Hey, there's a movie oh. you've seen that I haven't. <gasps> you and have hey. never seen While You Were Sleeping.
1: I've, I've seen never sleep seen it either. in
2: Seattle. No, not the same. Womp, womp.
1: Did Go. you guys see The Conjuring is back on Hulu?
2: Oh, I don't think no. back on
1: Hulu. It's on Hulu.
2: I forgot to tell you. I watched Conjuring 2. And? It was not as scary as Conjuring 1. No, it's all right, though. No, it was uh, a couple parts I was like, pump, womp, womp. Like, wait, what? Like, hmm, you could have gone so much more details and hmm what this is what
1: you chose yes
2: <sighs> yeah we watched it was, <laughs> happy mother's day mom we <laughs> she wanted to watch for <laughs> she wanted she's been dying for me to see 1408 which i thought it was not that great it was what's 1408 what,
0: yeah what is that
2: 1408 is like the guy where he goes and stays he's like a debunker and he goes and stays in a haunted hotel room okay haunted oh quote haunted it was not very scary <laughs> um it's a it's a thriller. It's a psychological thriller. I would say it was okay. Oh, it was okay. The Conjuring Two is better. Um, but yeah, Happy Mother's Day. We we sat around. We ate Jimmy John's and we watched scary movies. So that sounds, that sounds like a great
1: day to me. I just watched Thirteen Cameras. Have you guys seen it?
2: Cameras? No. That's I was about to say. Like no. thirteen candles. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay.
1: No, much different. Do not get those confused. <laughs> Thirteen Boy. cameras is about a guy who's like a landlord. Ooh. It's on Hulu. Shout out if you want to get your butt cheeks clenched. So good. <laughs> I'm gonna start making a scale. Like, how clenched are the cheeks? When what should you watch? Oh, this is so good. This guy is a landlord and he has cameras all over his house. And then in the basement, like he watches all uh, of them. And the basement uh, is soundproofed and locked. Nothing weird going you on there. Put together yeah. what you will and watch it.
2: Yeesh. Uh, no thank you, no thank you.
0: Yes. That kind of reminds me of No Vacancy. It's an it came out like a while ago. Um, I hear Sarah's it's like a little mo- click,
2: click, click. She's ready. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, it's like a motel, and the guy there like has cameras up in all the rooms, and like people like he watches the videos of you know people doing whatever, but then they also get killed, and he makes videos <gasps> out of it, and it's uh, it's actually pretty creepy.
1: Is that, like, the Royale Inn or something, too?
0: Like, uh, the newer one? Yeah, what's that called? I've not seen that one. I keep wanting to say, like, Fast, fast t- Times at Ridgemont. That's huh? what that's I was not to say. It's El it Royale. I don't know what it's called.
2: Anyway. I know what you're talking about, though. Above all, it was not while you were sleeping. Wait, it was not Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're never going to get it right. It was <laughs> ah, while I'm you were so, sleeping.
1: Miss Bullock, I'm so sorry. <laughs> dear miss bullock Ooh, i am sorry
2: i am writing you a formal apology oh my god i'm so sorry
1: <laughs>
0: yes get it together ladies just kidding we I'm, it won't happen I'm this is why Aaron's gonna go in the basement I'm
2: gonna just take charge with making the, comments with like that i'm gonna
1: stick you in the basement
2: <laughs> here we go I'm going to just take it from here, okay? You keep yeah. coughing in your little corner. I'm just going to go. It's my turn. Here we yes. go. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, pfft, I don't know why you would listen to this week and not last week first, but psh, pause it, head on over to last week because I am doing a mm-hmm. spooky story part two. What if
0: people did that, though? That'd be pretty funny.
2: <laughs> like they get the to last backwards. <laughs> half first
0: and then the first half. Yeah.
2: Like, uh,
1: what is this podcast? What are they yeah, doing? Hello?
2: What is the yellow wallpaper? Will We yeah.
1: read historical short stories? Just the it's ending?
2: A, no. Just the ending. Uh, yeah, so in case you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to part one. I am reading the yellow wallpaper, which Sarah and Aaron both read, I believe, in high school, and I was the lame that had never read it. Um, and Sarah got me this great book called The World's Favorite Ghost Stories, um, and they're all compiled by Tony Tony Brusky. I hope I said that right guys. I like the last that. name
1: and say, okay, let's get a brewski with them.
2: Yeah. So he did not write these, but he <laughs> compiled them. Uh, this one, let's go back. This one is by Charlotte Perkins Gilman Gilman mm. Gilman Gilman. Uh, I read, <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I read a little too much last week. So this is going to be real short. Um, Yep. So I'm going to try to reread the last part that I read, and then we're going to go from there. So. Bada bing, bada boom, as Tony would say. Here we go. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> bada so. read, bada mm-hmm. room.
1: <sighs> bada room. B- woo
2: woo, here we go. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, no- <laughs> ah, Jim Jones. Oh, man.
1: All <laughs> right. Jesus, Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah. ah, triple J. Ah. All right. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, here we go. (laughs) Through watching him so much at night, when it changes so, I have really found out the front pattern does move and no wonder the woman behind it shakes it. Sometimes I think there are many great women behind it and sometimes only one. She crawls around fast and her crawling shakes it all over. Then in some very bright spots, she keeps still. And in the very shady spots just takes hold of the bars and shakes them hard and she is all the time to climb through but nobody would climb through that pattern it strangles so i think that is just the way i think that is why it has so many heads
1: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ here we go (laughs) this just sounds like my grandma complaining about a hotel room i'm sorry (laughs) I don't care if it's haunted. No one wants to spend their life in that uh, wallpaper.
2: No one wants us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. here we go. Here, I'm going to. They get through and then the pattern strangles them off and turns them upside down and makes their eyes white. If those heads were covered or taken off, it would not be half so bad. I think that woman gets out in the daytime and I'll tell you why privately i've seen her i can see her out of every one of my windows (sighs) it is the same woman i know for she is always creeping and most women do not creep by daylight i'm sorry do most women creep at all okay girl (laughs) i see her on (laughs) that long shaded line creeping up and down i see her in those dark grape arbors creeping all around the garden I see her on that long road under the trees, creeping along. And then a carriage comes. She hides under the blackberry vines. I don't blame her a bit. It must be very humiliating to be caught creeping by daylight. I always lock the door when I when I. Cre- <laughs> I always lock the door when I creep by daylight. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it at night, for I know John would would suspect something at once. And John is so queer now that I don't want to irritate him. I wish he would take another room. Besides, I don't want anybody to get that woman out. I don't want. I don't want anybody to get that woman out at night by but myself. I often wonder if she could fuck. <laughs> jesus christ you're good rewind cut <laughs> all this bullshit
1: Fuck. this is <laughs> a real you, life story written by morgan kolax about quarantine.
2: yes be-bop, be-bop, boop, boop, boop. when you were
1: <laughs> morgan when you were reading and it
0: was saying creeping just in my picture i remembered um hereditary in the mom that was on the wall and that's that yes. picture
1: yes i imagine creepy crawling what the fuck would you tell me that <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> <worried>. <laughs> Let her out of the paper, Morgan.
2: Eh, she's here. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 <sighs> it's really hot in, my, in this room, too, so I'm, like, fucking dying, and I can't open the window because the person across the street is mowing their lawn for the third time this week, and here we go. Are they mowing or are they
1: creeping? <laughs> They're
2: creeping while they mow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
1: <clears>
2: okay. <throat> I often wonder if I could see her out of all the windows at once, but turn as fast as I can, I can only see her out of one at a time. And though I always see her, she may be able to creep faster than I can turn. I have watched her sometimes away off in the open country, creeping as fast as a cloud shadow in a high wind. If only that top pattern could be gotten off from the under one. I mean to try it little by little. I have found out another funny thing, but I shan't tell it, t- tell it at this time. It does not t- do to trust people too much. <laughs> there are only two more days to get this paper off, and I believe John is beginning to notice. I don't like the look in his eyes. I heard him ask Jenny a lot of professional questions about me. She has a very good report to give. She said, I slept a good deal in the daytime. John knows I don't sleep very well at night. For all, I'm so quiet. He asked me all sorts of questions too and pretended to be very loving and kind as if I couldn't see through him. Still, I don't wonder he acts so sleeping under, his, under this paper for three months. It only interests me, but I feel sure John and Jenny are secretly affected by it. Hurrah, this is the last day but it is enough. John is to stay in the town overnight and won't be out until this evening. Jenny wanted to sleep with me, the sly thing, but I told her I should undoubtedly rest better for a night all alone. That was clever, for really, I wasn't alone one bit. As soon as... (laughs) As soon as it was moonlight, that poor thing began to crawl and shake the pattern. I got up and ran to help her. What? Don't help her. She's a spooky person. She's scraping. All right, cool. I pulled and she shook. I shook and she pulled. And before morning, we had peeled off yards of that paper.
1: Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's not getting his deposit back, baby.
2: No. A strip about as high as my head and halfway around the room. And when the sun came up, that awful pattern began to laugh at me. I declared I would finish it today. We go away tomorrow, and they are moving all of my furniture down again and leave things the way they were. Jenny looked at the wall in amazement. I told her merrily that I did it out of pure spite at the vicious thing. She laughed and said she wouldn't mind doing it herself, but I must not get tired. How she betrayed herself at that time. But I am here. No person touches that paper but me, not alive. She tried to get me out of the room. It was too, it was too patent. But I said it was so quiet and empty and clean now that I believed I would lie down again and sleep all I could and not to wake me, even for dinner. I would call when I woke. Go and sleep through dinner. Come on now. <laughs> she and must now, be tiny. She, oh right. And now she is gone. The servants are gone. And the things are gone. And there is nothing left but that great bedstand nailed down and the canvas mattress we found on it. We shall sleep downstairs tonight and take that boat home tomorrow. I quite enjoy the room now that it is bare again. How those children did tear about here. This bedstand is fairly gnarled, but I must go to work. I have locked the door and thrown the key down the front path. I don't want to go out. I don't want to have anybody come home in, come in until John comes home. I want to astonish him. I've got a rope up here that even Jenny did not find.
1: What? Uh, Hold on. Hold on.
2: What? If that woman does get out and tries to get away, I can tie her. Okay. Okay. Feel a little better, <laughs> but I wait. Forgot why is there could... a
1: rope in there and the bed is nailed to the ground? What is the room for? Uh,
2: you know what? You're the one that's read this, not me. So, shh. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: fair, very I... fair.
2: <laughs> All right, I, for... <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I could not reach far without anything to stand on. The bed will not move. You're right, Sarah. <clears throat> <laughs> I tried to lift and push it until I was lame. And then I got so angry, I bit off a little piece of one corner, but it hurt my teeth. Well, no shit. Of course then it I did. peeled Right. Then I peeled off the paper I could reach, standing on the floor. It sticks horribly, and the pattern just enjoys it. All those strangled heads and bulbous eyes and waiting fungus growths just shriek with derision. What does that mean? Just shriek with derision. Mm, right, well, derision. I am getting <laughs> I'm getting angry enough to do something desperate. Oh to jump out of the window would be admirable exercise, but the bars are too strong to even try. Besides, I wouldn't do it. Of course not. I know well enough that a step like that is improper and might be misconstrued. I don't Mm-mm. like to even look out the windows. There are so many of those creeping women, and they creep so fast. I wonder if they all come out of the wallpaper as I did. What? I am securely, I am securely fastened now by my well-hidden rope. You don't get me out on the road there. <sighs> what? Mm. I suppose I shall have to get behind the pattern when it comes night. That is hard. It is so pleasant to be out in this great room and creep around as I please. I don't want to go inside. I won't, even if Jenny asks me to. For outside, you have to creep on the ground, and everything is green instead of yellow. But here, I can creep smoothly on the floor, and my shoulder just fits in that long smooch around the wall, so I cannot lose my way. Why, there's John at the door. It's no use open... It's no use, young man, you can't open it. How he, how he does call and pound. Now he's carrying an axe. It would be a shame to break down that beautiful door. John, dear, said I in the gentlest voice. The key is down by the front steps <laughs> under a plantain leaf. That silenced him for a few moments. Then he said very quietly indeed, Open the door, my darling. I can't, I said. The key is down by the front door under a plain tan leaf. (laughs) And then I said it again several times, very gently and slowly. And it said so often that he had to go and see and he got it, of course, and came in. He stopped short by the door. What is the matter? He cried. For God's sake, what are you doing? (laughs) I kept on creeping just the same, but I looked at him over my shoulder I've got out at last, I said, in spite of you and Jane, and I've pulled off most of the papers, so you can't put me back. Now why would that man have fainted? But he did, and right across my path by the wall, so that I had to creep over to him every time. <sighs> the end. Good night. <laughs> what? <Blech. laughs> so this story was, was written by
1: Morgan Colax.
2: What are your interpretations? <laughs> what are your interpretations of that story? Please. Advise.
1: I was actually just googling themes. Themes. Mhm. My interpretation I'm is what? I'm very happy to be alive in 2020, where I can tell Andrew, "I don't want to stay in this room." And he would say, "That's fair because you also paid for it." And I would say, "Mhm, we split it." Mm-hmm.
2: Or like, "Hey, no problem. The back door's unlocked. Let's go sit on the patio." Like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay.
1: So, Or no problem. You also have a job. You can leave the house if you want. So well, maybe not quarantine. I'm
2: maybe I'm just dumb and maybe you know I didn't have ninth grade literature class to speak about this but what the hell Mm -hmm. excuse me I burped a little bit what (laughs) (laughs) this book got me all riled up
0: (laughs) it's nuts am I right yeah it is a crazy story
2: so like her it's it's that's why it was so hard to read too is like her perspectives change so much
1: like just switches
2: like literally yep. the style of writing, even like mm-hmm. I felt like it was. So one, I'm not a very good like out loud reader unless I. I thought you did good. It's like the dog went on a walk, so throw in <laughs> two different people trying to write. I was like, "What? Wow!" I thought you real good. Yeah, you I, did I, fine. So good is job. this? Thank you. Is this the equivalent to? Did you guys ever hear the story of the girl with the green ribbon on her neck? Like
1: That's holding her. Never heard place. of that one.
2: <gasps> Sarah don't ruin Aaron hasn't heard it blah, blah, blah. Aaron you didn't hear that
1: yeah, I really didn't so
2: <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard that maybe I'll have to do that on a future episode
1: I like that one too you know what what does this say about me as a person
2: I think that one's in I love spooky stories. stories yeah I think that one's yeah. called like scary stories to tell in the dark I think that's in mm-hmm. that is it, is oh it? that sounds right okay. girl, maybe
0: I
3: have
1: heard of it The girl with it's the just the green been a ribbon. long time
2: uh, I read that book in second grade, so...
1: Same. <laughs> we used to always <laughs> rent those out for sleepovers on the weekends? Yes. Bala. Um, so, Morgan, so, yeah. what did you think of the story then? Since yes. that was
0: your first take on it?
1: Give us your literary explanation. I think,
2: like, I mean, th- I, I kind of, like, could have, like, I heard you guys kind of talk about it when we first, like, brought up the story. And and honestly, I don't know if either of you are very familiar with uh, Jane Eyre, but the part where he, like, tells Jane that he's married and then he has, like, a wife who's, like, mentally just, dis- like, just not okay and mentally yeah. disturbed, and he keeps her in a room in his house, that's kind of what it reminded me of. And so she just, like, is in that room going cuckoo bananas. And I think she... I don't know. I <laughs> I feel like she... Just like had like paper all stuck to her and was like, Hello, John. Like, that's all I could. <laughs> I don't know. Like, where, who is she? Where'd she go? Who's the lady in the paper? Is it her?
0: That's kind of what I took from it, too. Like, she was just, maybe she was already kind of mentally ill or something else is going mm-hmm. on. And she was just kept in a room and it just finally wore down on her mind cool. and her
1: psyche. Well, according to Spark Notes, it's three things. <laughs> The subordination Mm -hmm. of women in marriage, which at that time, absolutely, fucking lutely Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Even some today, but not going to get into that. Second, the importance (laughs) of self-expression. So, I mean, she can't do anything. She should just sit there. No, she doesn't do anything at all. I would also go crazy. And besides, like, write. Which she's not supposed to write.
0: Yeah, she's keeping it hidden.
1: I like projects, personally, so you cannot do that to me. And then third, the evils of, quote-unquote, resisting a cure. Ooh. Oh, interesting. It does talk about like her husband um just thought he was so smart, like he already knew what was wrong with her and everything. Yeah, so he was like a doctor a or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. trust
2: me, you're fine. Trust me, you're fine. No, she's not fine.
1: Jeesh. Oh, I love my fiance. Don't lock me <laughs> in any rooms.
2: Same, same. Please, let's not put up any wallpaper. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Um, I know that that one was obviously a two-parter, but that second part was really short. So I wanted to, this has nothing to do with wallpaper. This has nothing to do with that book at all. But I Mm -hmm. did go see my uncle this weekend. Um, I went to my aunt's house so my mom could, um, we could see some family, you know, be safe, but have dinner with them, all that stuff. And my uncle, uh, he is from New Zealand and is probably like the coolest human I know. Um, like still has his accent, like big, huge buff man. Just he's great. He So anything he tells me, I just take as gold. Um, and he I was like, do you have any scary stories? Like we were just kind of like shooting the shit. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I did I ever tell you about what I saw in the woods? And I was like, what? Because we like, we have like this huge joke with my family. Because my cousin convinced me that there was dinosaurs in his, in the woods behind his house when I was <laughs> I totally believed. It. Yeah, it's a thing. But he was like, no, he's like, this is dead serious. So he said one morning, he, they we were at his old house. So, you know, in, in good old Imperial, Missouri, near there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he went out to his deer stand and like he said, where where I would walk is you kind of walk straight out and there's like kind of two valleys, so like one on the left-hand side's kind of a dip and then there's one further up on the, up on a hill, you know, up ahead there's like a, it's like two valleys kind of cascading that meet in the middle mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going and it's very, he said, it's really early, very foggy and he's like close to his deer stand and he looks out and straight in front of him he sees like a black shadow figure and he's like looking at it and he can see like gray and Brown on it. And then all of a sudden it just takes off running and it's running with like it's back legs. So it's running on all fours and it's running with its back legs, like pulling underneath its front. So like, like, you know, like legs and then boom. And then, yeah. So it's like running. Yeah. He goes, do you know what that was? And I go, what? He goes, I am not kidding you. It was a hyena what he said it was far enough away where i knew i was safe but close enough he goes i could see it clear as day he goes it was a fucking hyena
1: what in missouri in
2: missouri so like me and my mom are like sitting looking at each other like what and and so again this was 20 years ago so who knows like maybe someone had one as a pet and let it go i mean you know this is no, Joe Exotic was probably in his prime 20 years ago. Yeah, was like, What's happening in Missouri. So I, you know, I believe everything he says, regardless. Regardless, there was a creepy ass creature hyena hyena esque in the woods by his house, and that to me is just too creepy for words. And I just wanted to. Put that add that into my little segment this week because it was fresh on my brain. So
1: yeah, according to Google, they should not be found in North America. <laughs> <laughs> it's thank north northeast Africa, Middle East, and Asia all the way up to southern Siberia.
2: Oh well that's thank so you for that. weird. yeah we actually like we Google or we YouTubed, um YouTubed, what? hello am I 900? we like <laughs> watched videos on YouTube of haidas running and they do when they're like full fledged running it is just like that.
3: I was like yeah
2: he goes yeah that's what I saw and I was like ah oh. yeah so again sorry I just want to throw that in there because it was a new little story that I learned and, and they look Aaron, so distinct go. oh, oh. <laughs> no that's what he said he goes it had a long neck and like because hyenas do like think of Lion King if you don't know what they look like and it's like a dog with like a like a big huge like its shoulder blades are up high and then it's like a yeah you know, yeah I said could Weird. you imagine if you if you had that's heard it so laugh? spooky just like off in the fog, like <laughs> like a little as yes, it's lap.
1: running away. Ugh. I cannot be in the forest on myself, period. But then, if I saw anything slightly out of the ordinary, I would yes. think I'm having a mental breakdown. I could not do it.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, yes, take us on this wild, wild ride that I don't think I'm prepared for. But uh,
0: I don't. I oh, was God. not prepared for it either when I was researching Is it researching a love story
1: it. this time? <laughs> perhaps.
0: Yes, the love story of a serial killer. In fact. I was
1: hoping you would say but that. But there's no love.
0: so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this- of <Love> murder, a- <laughs> perhaps. Cool.
0: So this one is probably my longest one I've ever researched so far. I got to like seven, not seven full pages, but almost like seven pages. So there's a lot. Um there's a lot of names, too, so if you need me to say who I'm talking about, please do, because I know there's a lot going on, and then I'm going to open another beer. Crack one open
1: before I begin. I have my, begin my note sheet for yours. Oh, sweet, I'm sweet.
2: Getting, uh, I'm getting my, uh, hold on. I'm moving, I'm moving some stuff, because I'm going to put my feet up. And I'm ready so we know it's a serial killer yes um and what was the hottest
1: planet again is it venus Venus. yeah just in case you need to know that this i put the sun (laughs) oh that's smart though
0: but is the sun a planet or is that a moon
2: oh it's a planet it's been to this it's a star it's a star. A lot That's fun. It's a you can tell spot. I didn't do well in
0: astronomy it's class. It's
2: gas, hydrogen, and helium. It's a big, bright, glowing man. What are you singing? I'm sorry. Have you never heard of Interplanet Janet from Schoolhouse Rock? Get on my no. level, girl. No,
0: I have not. Oh. I only oh, know well. Conjunction Junction over here and um, the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. So No,
1: my um, English teacher did the. Oh, what's that word? It's like. What's the name for him? It's like if on for after at out in against instead of near between by off from under down below through over up according to.
0: Nope. Don't ah, know that what? one.
1: <laughs> it's, um, connecting words. Maybe she had a song. Huh. All right. Talk amongst cool. yourselves. Go on. Okay. Okay. I am a for cut it <that> out. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. So for my, so for my story, uh, the sources real quick. I used Wikipedia, Murderpedia, um, a Southern News report by Steve Pennells. I used the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers book, second edition by Michael Newton. I watched Sunday Night True Stories, which is an Australian news show. Um, and then I listened to two Killer Queens episodes. They did a part one and a part two, and that's episode 89 and 90 on their podcast. So, Well, Sarah, you might have listened to it already if you listen to them. Fuck yes,
1: Killer Queens. All right. So
0: literally, I didn't know what story I was going to do. So I opened my serial killer book and I just kind of flipped to a page and I was like, you sound interesting. And he is. And there's a lot going on. So I'm going to be covering one of Australia's most notorious serial killers, Ivan Milat, also known as the Backpacker Killer.
2: Oh no! Ooh, okay, I am per pur- I'm not prepared. I'm prepared. I can. With I, can glass in my hand. I can stomach. i a palat. I can stomach him. Yeah,
1: he's not as bad as that Chikatilo guy. But he's rough. Yeah, he's not good. So I
2: think I'm just gonna learn a lot. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, serial
0: killer good. Hmm. Mm. Strap in, ladies. <laughs> in mm-hmm. September 1992. The remains of a woman were found by two runners in the Balanglo State Forest, less than 2 hours from Sydney, at the point called Executioner's Drop. The body was identified. <laughs> I can see your face there.
1: Fitting name, am I right? Like what?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the body was identified <laughs> as 22 year old joanne walters police arrived on the scene and after a quick search of the area they found the remains of 21 year old caroline clark as well joanne and caroline were two british backpackers who had actually met at a hostel and became friends and started to travel the area together the pair were last seen alive on april 18, 19- 1992 in sydney while hitchhiking to adelaide Both women had been sexually assaulted, and an autopsy revealed that Joanne had been gagged and stabbed 21 times in the back and 14 times in the chest, and nine of the stab wounds to her back severed her
1: spine. Um, I did not that close to this episode. Oh, my God. There's a lot.
0: Caroline had also been stabbed in the back and shot 10 times in the head. By the time their remains have been discovered, several backpackers and hikers have been reported missing. So then we kind of fast forward about a year later. On October 5th, 1993, skeletal remains were found a few miles from where Caroline Clark and Joanne Walters had been discovered. 19-year-old James Gibson was found in the fetal position with his shoes on, and 19-year-old Deborah Everest's remains were scattered by a nearby tree. These two were last seen somewhere between Liverpool and Goulburn on December 9th, 1989, while hitchhiking to a conservation festival. Their parents reported them missing when a week passed by without their children checking in. James had been stabbed eight times, severing his spine and puncturing his heart and lungs. Deborah had been savagely beaten to the point where she had two skull fractures and a broken jaw. Knife marks were also found on her skull, and she had also been stabbed in the back. And then two months later, um, James' backpack and camera were found beside a rural highway at Galston Gorge, which was almost like 75 miles away from where his remains were discovered. Police suspected that these items had been thrown from a moving vehicle. And then a month later, on November 1st, 1993, the body of 21-year-old Simone Schmidt. A German backpacker who was last seen alive in the same area James and Deborah vanished from were found by police on Miner's Despair, again, the names, (laughs) Miner's Despair Trail, in the Belanglo Forest, about three miles away from where the other bodies have been discovered. I see your shock and awe, Sarah. (laughs)
1: Like, if there was ever, like, a target for a serial killer to drop, like, he has picked the most aptly named places. I just want to know who named them. He did. Why? <laughs> he did. Also, <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> I know the name Ivan a lot, but I um I didn't know any of these. So this is great. <laughs> this is Ooh. really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing really good over here. Mm-hmm. Just keep
0: on drinking, ladies.
1: <laughs> I'm making notes to keep track of the crazy.
0: That's perfect because there's a lot of names. Because well, um, so far
1: he doesn't have... Like a type of person he's killing or a way he's killing. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a little bit um, and kind excuse of...
2: Excuse me, he's severing he's all of their spines, duh.
1: If you're a serial killer and you want to kill me, can you just make a quick? Like do whatever after I'm dead. Just make a quick. That's all I care about. Correct. Don't yeah. sever my anything. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs>
0: Before Simone um, had also gone missing, she was hitchhiking alone to Melbourne and was last seen on January 20th, 1991, four days before she had plans to meet her mother at the airport, where they would continue to travel for, like, six more weeks until they returned home to Germany, which is just very, very
1: sad. This is a Mother's Day recording.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) The day after Mother's Day.
3: (laughs) But... mm.
0: An autopsy concluded that Simone had been bound, gagged, and stabbed repeatedly. And I will say that a lot of these, uh, this information I did get, besides my articles that I looked at, from Killer Queens as well, because I watched a documentary on YouTube. I don't know what documentary it was, but I'm kind of taking it off of what they kind of shared. A couple more details. So um, hopefully that is correct. And then when Simone's body was found, a pair of jeans were found near her, but they didn't belong to her. Turns out, they belonged to another backpacker, 20-year-old Anja, Anya Habschied, who was last seen alive on December 26, 1991, with her 21-year-old boyfriend, Gabor Neuebauer. The German couple had been hitchhiking from King's Cross to Darwin, but were never seen or heard from again, except three days later, after Simone's body was found, on November 4, 1993, Anya and Gabor's bodies were discovered. Gabor had been gagged and shot six times in the head. Anya was found nude below the waist and she had been decapitated and her head has never been found
3: T- like to this day,
0: which Gross. is disgusting. Terrifying. Uh,
1: I'm glad I didn't eat dinner yet. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Ugh. And after the discovery of the seven backpackers' bodies, the police quickly realized that they were dealing with a possible serial killer. While the way the victims had disappeared were pretty similar, like you had mentioned, Sarah, their deaths were quite different. I feel like we typically see, you know, if there's a murderer, they have especially a serial killer, they have a very specific MO. But this kind of seems like all over the place. Very Some opportunistic, victims... like whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Mm-hmm. Some There's more to it also that I'll get to real briefly in a second. Some victims had been stabbed, some had been shot, one victim was decapitated, and after the autopsies were completed, medical examiners discovered that all of the stabbing victims were inflicted with a stab wound to the upper back that severed the victim's spinal cord, leaving them unable to move, let alone fight off their attacker. So that is one thing that was consistent.
1: yeah. Ooh, positive and crazy
2: here <laughs> I'm not doing well uh,
0: okay <laughs> many of the victims were also found partially nude with their pants buttoned up and not zipped the killer had also left evidence to suggest that most victims were bound strangled and tortured the button's Officers, the part yeah it's sick Officers also theorized that Malat used some of the victim's skulls as target practice after he killed them. So, like I had mentioned, one of the victim's skulls had, like, multiple gunshot wounds. Well, they believe that the first gunshot wound to the head killed the victim. But then he went and repositioned himself and his gun and just continued shooting as target practice. And
1: I can't. It's just... I'm sorry. I'm about to... I got
2: to I got to go. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: What's that, mom? Yeah, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm grounded. <laughs>
0: yeah, this, one, this was a rough one to research, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, like, telling, like, the parents of the victims. Like, they're all kids. And they're all going out and, you know, doing something cool that and I The would... girl
1: going to meet her mom.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how some of them were missing for, you know, kind of a bit. And, you know, yeah. no one was kind of putting it together.
1: Well, it's the '90s. You said,
0: yeah, about like the In early their '90s. And they're backpacking, yeah, late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. So that
1: makes so sense. I mean, You don't have cell phones, yeah, yeah, yeah and like at least that. Like I, oh, oh go, go ahead, go Morgan. Ahead.
2: <laughs> I was yeah. like, like at that point it's something that is like almost at that age group is like a rite of passage. I feel like mm-hmm. like nineties was so like I'm gonna go backpacking across Europe.
1: Well and Europeans whatever. too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I'm gonna go like it was more of like a the thing to do. So lots of people were doing it. Like, oh my little heart. And yeah. My, my...
0: And then the show I watched, the Australian news show, Sunday Night True Stories, um, they were just talking about how backpackers were probably seen to this you know serial killer as an easy as easy victims to get because nobody was really you know they were either by themselves or in a pair they were young nobody was really looking Keep for and
2: them tabs. and they were
1: hitchhiking yeah oh, I hate say it's the same slow. thing with the hitchhiker craze in the 60s and 70s that stopped because of the crazy killers
2: mm-hmm. yep.
0: but also it just seems like australia nothing bad would happen there which apparently in the documentary one of the girls who was traveling and um, backpacking alone like read a like a little tourist magazine or something that said it is like one of the safest places and everyone's so nice in australia and she was like oh i'll be fine
1: traveling the alone which scary. there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah but there's
2: spiders as big as your head sorry no thank you. people <laughs> gotta
1: be nice yeah the animals are
2: nuts
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i know the people new- from australia oh. lovely
0: Lovely. Lovely. New South Wales police force released photos of the victims and many locals reached out to police saying that they had seen the victims hiking or hitchhiking through the area. There were no leads about the potential serial killer until November 13, 1993, when police received a call from Paul Onions claiming that he escaped from a man that he believes may be the killer they're searching for. Onions had heard about the backpacker murders on the TV and remembered when he was in Australia back in January, 1990, he was hitchhiking. It was picked up by a man driving a silver Nissan four wheel drive truck. The driver introduced himself as bill whom Paul described initially as friendly. He told bill that his destination was a fruit picking job that he was going to. When they arrived a half mile North of the Balanglo state forest, Bill stopped the car, saying that he needed to get cassette tapes out of his truck because his radio signal was going all staticky or something. However, Paul could see cassette tapes in the truck, so he was starting to get a you know, bad, weird feeling from the driver. But he was like, you know what? It's, it's fine. Maybe he's going to get a cassette that's not in the truck. Who knows? Maybe it's in the back.
2: Trust your gut. Trust your gut.
1: <laughs> 100%. T Y G,
2: T-Y-T.
1: I'm making koozies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Definitely. So Bill stopped the car, and Paul got out to stretch his legs a bit, and apparently Bill went off on him and told him to get back in the car. So again, that's like second strike on Bill. Like, something's going on. This is weird. And before Paul could really react, Bill pulled out a rifle and some rope and shouted, this is a robbery. Paul ran for his life through the forest all while Bill continued to pursue him. Bill began to shoot at Paul, and he kept on running until he was able to flag down a passing vehicle. Paul filed a police report and gave police a description of the driver's vehicle and Bill well enough for them to compose a sketch. When I was listening to the Killer Queens episode on this case, they said that the documentary they watched um, mentioned that there. were police report was either lost or that nothing, I guess, came out of it because Paul wasn't followed up by the police. So we just ended up, you know, going back home. Uh,
2: okay, Paul they, just did all of your work for you and you're not... I'm um, What? Because that
0: yeah. happens every day. I mean, Speaking I didn't ticket. watch... Yeah, I didn't watch the documentary and they also, uh, the girls also mentioned that they may have misinterpreted what the documentary said, but I did want to put it there. I mean, when I was researching, I didn't see anything about, you know, please talk to Paul again. I didn't see anything like that. So,
1: drop the ball just a bit on that one. I'm stressed. It's fine. I don't like to blame people, um, but that one maybe should have should have listened to that one yeah the new south
0: wales police had been looking into potential suspects starting from a list of 230 that they gathered and eventually whittling it down to 32 suspects they had been reviewing files on old sex crimes in the area when they came across ivan Malat's file who had been charged with the abduction of two hitchhikers and the rape of one of them back in 1974 Based on Paul Onion's description of his attacker in Malat's previous charges, Ivan Malat became their prime suspect. And when I was watching um, Sunday Night True Stories, there was another man who was telling his experience. So very, very similar to Paul's. So I wanted to put that in here as well. Colin Powis, a backpacker from the UK, later reported to Sunday Night True Stories that he had a similar experience back in 1982. Colin was hitchhiking from the town of Kobar to Dubo where he heard there was mining work available. After about 30 minutes of hitchhiking, Colin was picked up by a man he described as short but muscular with a mustache and a bit of a beard. He was wearing a baseball cap, he looked to be in his mid to late 30s and he never smiled or said hello. Colin Rude. recalled <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just had rusting bitch face. <laughs> we don't got know.
2: I got some RBF up in there. It's cool. It's cool.
0: No. Colin, trust
1: your gut.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Colin recalled getting into the driver's pickup truck, putting on his seatbelt at the request of the driver, and seeing a hammer in the truck. In his interview, Colin said, quote, we just started to drive, and the first thing he said to me was, how long have you been in Australia? Who knows you're here? And I said, I only arrived. I have only been here two days, and I don't know anybody here. He went Bruh, into a trance, deep uh, in thought. End quote. Lie, lie. That's what I was about to say. I
2: live. I'm here, a My here. grandma. My grandma lives right at at the end of this road. She knows I'm in this. Ca- ca- There's a tracker
1: in my in my moral tooth, actually. So careful. Yeah. Your moral
2: tooth? What's a moral tooth?
1: Oh, what's in the Is back of your <laughs> molar? Molar. <laughs> molar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew-
3: <laughs> <What> the- <laughs>
1: Moral of the story.
0: <laughs> Always lie. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. <laughs> uh, <woo. laughs> especially not sarah and her moral tooth her moral teeth
2: (laughs) i know some people that don't have any moral teeth let me tell you (laughs) jesus (laughs) (laughs) okay we're good so yeah yeah we're fine everything's great morals are happening all over myself So he gets in the car and he's a dumbass and he says, "Hey, mm. I don't know anybody and I'm here." Okay? Yes.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> after that conversation, the driver was silent for pretty much the rest of the drive until he took a sharp left turn on a dirt road. Colin nope. had a bad feeling and told the driver to just drop him off there, but the driver ignored him and just kept on going. The driver eventually stopped the car and walked to the passenger side door. Holding a hammer behind his back.
2: T Y G, T Y G. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know what you were trying to say with your sorry. hands. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, I'm over here in Skype spelling out T Y G, and it looks like I'm saying, like, time out, time out. My bad.
1: Mm-hmm. When we My bad. say T, you say Y G. Exclamation point.
2: <laughs> okay. He had a hammer, and go.
1: Also, this is the 1970s, so he'd been doing it for almost two decades, right? Oh yeah.
0: I'll talk about his some of his past in
1: just a little bit. To Scratching off Australia as a place to visit. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney and Laura, not coming. <laughs> um. So. The driver gets out and
0: he has the hammer behind his back. And Colin was able to get out of the car, though, when some passing cars caught the driver's attention. So Colin just quickly grabs his backpack and he started walking away from the driver, who couldn't risk going after him because of the passing cars. And when Colin was a good distance away up the road, he said that the driver called out to him and said, have a safe trip or look after yourself, mate and powis oh. never reported his encounter to police what um but after watching a documentary on Ivan Milat and the backpacker murders he is 100% certain that the man who picked him up that day was milat mhm so wanted to add that other encounter in there as well so
1: the one that got away mhm
0: <laughs> the police That's might terrible. have lost that one too but who knows <laughs> Now, a bit about Ivan Milat's background. He was, I've read, he's either the fifth or the fourth son to Stephen, a 44-year-old Croatian immigrant, and Margaret, a young Australian woman. The couple would end up having 14 children, and in order to make a living, the entire family would work on their father's tomato plantation.
2: Okay, okay.
3: Just a few of them. children
0: from the same woman? That is a one four. Yes. Fourteen. Oh no. Yeah, well,
2: my great my great grandma had twelve and none of them were twins. And I thought, dang, grandma, now this Woo-hoo! congratulations, you are way tougher than anybody I know, lady.
1: hmm Twins run my family. Fun fact. Oh. Jelly! That's cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> now if you have to deliver them, it's not.
2: Okay, but I delivered zero children.
1: I don't actually know what that feels like, but it seems Sarah. like it would be tough.
2: Okay, but I get to be an aunt to two babies at once, so
1: <laughs> I <too>, wouldn't. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron.
0: No, you're good. I was trying to find my spot. Uh, so all of the Malat children grew up around guns and knives, and all of them learned to shoot guns at a young age. Ivan was a student at the Patrician Brothers High School, where he excelled in math and in the arts. He started skipping classes and was sent to Boys Town, an institution for overburdened families and their rebellious sons. When Ivan reached the age of 15, he dropped out of school, like his brothers before him, and got a job as a construction worker to help support his family. Ivan's older brother, Boris, who was interviewed on Sunday Night True Stories, told um, the interviewer that Ivan had a mean streak at a young age. And one time he allegedly cut a dog in half with a
3: machete.
0: <gasps> if that isn't uh, like the first sign of a serial killer, I don't know what is. That's awful. Yeah. And he didn't say what age he did it at, but I don't care he what said, age you
1: are. There's no good age for that.
0: Yeah. Boris was like, he knew he was going to kill someone. When he when Ivan was ten years old, he was like, "I knew he was going to kill someone at some point." And I,
1: isn't that crazy? Yes. So my parents they went away for vacation once, and we had like a, whoops, sorry, a mouse got in our house. My mom like knew there was a mouse, and she's like, "I don't want to be a dirty person with a mouse." And so they had those um those sticky pad traps. You know what I'm saying? So the mouse got caught yes. in it, and it was, of course it was me and Zach, and we heard it like kind of like yipping, and Aww. so we took it outside, and we were trying to like end it for this mouse. And Zach was using a BB gun, which I know isn't going to kill it now, but it's time I didn't. And so it wasn't killing and it, it was like making it noises. And me and my brother both were crying. Like, Aww. you should never have the stomach to chop an animal in half. That to me is insane. Yeah. I'm sorry, Zach. Okay. You're tough as nails.
2: Can I share my related story to that?
1: Yeah. Go one, for it.
2: One time I was at my mom's house and my cat got a rabbit and I was dumb and I didn't just let her... <gasps> Her thing, so I stopped it.
3: Oh, and
2: no. this person I was dating at the time, I called him and I was like bawling my fucking eyes out. And he's like, Oh, well, me and my friend are in the area, we'll be there in a minute. Because so my mom again was also gone weird. And uh, he pulls up in the in my driveway, and his and his friend was the one driving. And my mom's little driveway does not have a garage or anything, so you can like almost. I mean, if the gate was open, you could drive into the backyard. That's how it's kind of set up. And it was on the corner of the edge of the driveway, kind of towards the gate. And I, like, he gets out of the car and he comes over. And, like, I have a shovel because I'm, like, you know, hey, I got it. It's not – I'm I'm an animal lover, y'all. Like, I was not okay, but it was not going to survive. Like, I could see stuff.
1: Well, same with me and at that so, point. You just wanted to not be in pain anymore. Yeah. So
2: he's, like – he, like, grabs the shovel from my hand and he's, like – I can't do this either. And at the exact same time that we both, like, looked at each other like, oh, we can't do this, his friend throws his car in drive and peels (gasps) and
1: runs over the baby bunny. I'm going home. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's his friend in prison now. That's horrible.
2: You know what? Don't know. Probably. Should be for that. But here we are. (sighs)
1: Sorry. I just... I would vomit.
2: Yeah, I couldn't even like. Neither of us could put freaking put an an animal out of its misery, and this one, this guy's choosing to do it. Gross. Mm -hmm. Bye. Sorry. Go on, Aaron. Nope,
0: you are good. That's. Yeah, it's all disgusting. When he said that in the show, in the episode, I was like, "Mm, "Nope." Throughout um, his teenage to early adult years, Ivan was well known to local police. When he was 17 years old, Ivan was sent to a juvenile detention center for breaking into a house and stealing. He also confessed to his brother, Boris, that he shot a taxi driver during an attempted robbery. The bullet hit taxi driver Neville Knight in the spine, leaving him paralyzed from the waist down. Malat mm-hmm. fled the scene, and an innocent man was convicted of the crime who spent five years in prison. What? For a crime he didn't commit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's terrible. That is so yeah. bad. No.
0: Mm-hmm. At 19 years old, Ivan was in trouble with police again, this time for breaking into a shop. In 1964, he was sentenced to 18 months for breaking and entering. And just a month after his release, Ivan was arrested for driving a stolen car and was sentenced to two years of hard labor. At the age of 23, Ivan was arrested in September 1967 and sentenced to three years in jail for theft. Margaret, Ivan's mother, blames his constant run-ins with the law during the 1960s due to him falling in with the wrong crowd. Police, however, remember that time a bit differently. Officers (laughs) would make regular visits to the Millat house, not just for Ivan, but for other Millat brothers as well. And the Millat brothers would just constantly cover for each other. So a lot of them would, you know, commit robberies together Mm -hmm. and they would, I guess i don't know have each other's backs and not snitch
1: i guess i would say in any other circumstance i get it (laughs) but maybe right
0: not maybe not that one in 1969 the malats moved to the sydney suburb of guildford it was here that ivan's youngest sister margaret so not to confuse you with his mom margaret his youngest sister margaret was a passenger in a car that wally another malat brother was driving when he got in a head-on collision near the Malat home. Margaret did not survive the accident, and Ivan reportedly didn't take her death well at all. And in the early 1970s, Ivan's criminal acts began to escalate even more. In April 1971, Ivan, who was 26 at the time, was arrested and charged with the abduction of two 18-year-old hitchhikers and the rape of one of them near Liverpool. While awaiting trial, Ivan committed a string of robberies with some of his brothers. Now, with two additional armed robbery charges on top of his previous rape charge, Ivan decided to peace out by faking his suicide and fleeing to New Zealand. He ended up staying Mm. in New Zealand until 1974. So about like two years or so, he stayed there until Mm. he returned to Guildford, where he was rearrested. He did end up getting acquitted for the robbery charges and the rape charge against him, failed at trial with the help of the theLAtte family lawyer John Marsden, and because apparently one of the victims changed her story. However, there was evidence that Ivan had tied up both women and threatened them with a knife. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Mm, perhaps. Years later, Ivan told a friend that he was the one who set up and planned the bank robberies, but one of the Malat brothers, who was also involved in the robberies, ended up taking the fall. Mm. And (sighs) Good. Great. Mm In 1975, Ivan seemed to have turned over a new leaf. He was living with his parents, he didn't drink or smoke, and he started working on road construction sites. He was... He was described as a workaholic, though, and he even met his future wife, Karen, who was 17 at the time. He would really? a bit of an age <laughs> difference. Yeah. <laughs> there was <Fucking> once, <laughs> there was once like <laughs> catch, though. When he first met Karen, she was in a relationship with Ivan's cousin and pregnant with his cousin's son. To be
1: fair, uh, he has like 40 siblings. I can only imagine what his parents' siblings' life is. I bet you oh, related to the whole town. <laughs> uh,
2: that is true, cousin. Cousin Lovin, uh, I'm a, I'm a frown upon
1: it. Cousin Lovin had me a blast. <laughs> oh, and cousin that's Lovin, what? it happened so fast. <laughs>
0: and just to reiterate, Karen isn't the cousin; she's oh. pregnant with, oh, his cousin's son.
1: That's better. Okay, I was about that's to say that's better. Yeah, partial cousin
2: no it's done i'm sorry (laughs) we're out we're out
0: (laughs) he did treat karen's son jason as if he was his own son and karen and ivan ended up marrying in the mid-1980s the Malat family wasn't invited to the wedding though apparently family members had been clashing due to tragedies that had struck So Ivan's father had died of bowel cancer a few years before the wedding, and Ivan's brother David was involved in a motorcycle accident that left him permanently brain damaged. And granted, I'm sure there's a lot more to why they weren't invited either, because Ivan's and Karen's um, marriage wouldn't end up lasting, and it really wasn't the best. Hmm. Ivan was working for the Department of Main Roads, and his job had him away from home for days at a time. He was also frugal and obsessed with keeping the house orderly and neat. He also started to become vicious and violent. Karen stated that Ivan was becoming gun crazy and would mentally, emotionally, and physically abuse her. He controlled her, humiliated her in front of the family, and punished her if she did something he deemed as wrong. Ivan also had an 11-year affair with his brother, Boris's wife, Marilyn, in which she became pregnant with Ivan's daughter, Lenice Milat.
1: He's just taking everyone's girlfriends so and So he's wives. a hypocrite. Like, uh, I, how can wh- you even be mad at your wife if you're tea down here with your brother's wife? That's your sister-in-law. Oh, sister and Boris in was law. Sister-in-law lovin' had me a blast. Yeah. Sister-in-law
2: lovin', it happened way too fast. Oof.
1: During all them don't do it. Mm, <laughs> mm,
0: not at all. <laughs> During his Jesus, interview, Jim, Jim. I wanted to add this because I thought it was just great. Because Boris said that he literally had a gun loaded and locked on Ivan, and he was going or and planning on shooting him, but their mother stood between the two of them, so he did not get that chance.
2: Oh, mm,
3: probably.
0: Yeah. In 1987, though, Karen was fed up with Ivan and how he had been treating her. So, with the help of her mother, she packed up the entire house, even the furniture, and left one day while Ivan was away at work. You go, Karen. Go, Karen. For you. Yeah. And he wouldn't see Karen again until his committal hearing, where she provided evidence against him. Bada bing, bada bing. right. Yes. <laughs>
1: I've never heard you say that.
2: <laughs> I've nope. never heard Aaron say, bada bing, bada boom. I kind of liked it, though.
1: Is that like a hotel Thanks. insurance company? Hotel company? Bada bing, no. bada boom. Bada book, bada, bada room. I don't know. Go on. I'll think it. Trivago. <laughs> You're with booking with Trivago. <laughs> In
0: 1989, Ivan quit his job and started to work under an alias... I wonder what alias to avoid tax and to keep Karen from claiming any of his income. By the time their divorce went through Deborah Everest and James Gibson, two of the victims found in the Belanglo state forest had already gone missing. So after learning of Malat's criminal history and the fact that he had been known to use the alias bill, which killer Queens said that bill was one of his brother's names. So he didn't pick the greatest alias at all. I mean, Idiot.
2: but at the same time, Idiot. maybe he's like, mm, Yep, my brother's gonna get pegged for it. We're cool. The yep, best but liars, liars are to have each other's
0: backs. I don't you understand.
2: He had Do like he... 12 people that he could have framed, okay, or however many freaking brothers he had. He, the best lies been... are believable lies. So, Got who a knows? A little, little smidge of truth.
0: Police ended up setting surveillance up outside of the Malat home. They confirmed that Malat had sold a silver Nissan Patrol four-wheel drive shortly after the bodies of Clark and Walters had been discovered, and that Malat was not at work on the days the attacks occurred. Police also heard from acquaintances that Malat had an obsession with guns and weapons, as we could see from his childhood. Mm -hmm. Paul Onions flew back to Australia to help with the investigation as well. Police believed that Paul could identify the man who tried to kill him, the same man they believe committed the seven Belanglo murders. On May 5, 1994, Paul Onions positively identified Millat as the driver who picked him up and attempted to kill him. On May 22, 1994, 50 police officers surrounded and raided the Milat house in Eagle Vale, a suburb in New South Wales, where Milat was asleep in bed with his girlfriend. Millat was arrested on robbery and weapon charges related to Paul Onions' attack. Police searched his home and found firearms linked to the murders, And just a bit of a side note, one of the rifles they found was found in his wall. So in the house's wall. And two of the rifles and a homemade silencer found in his home were banned by Australian law. So at least, you know, they were able to get him in on that charge.
1: On illegal guns.
0: Yeah. They also found a Bowie knife, rope, and plastic ties used in the abduction and murder of the backpackers. The victim's stolen camping gear, foreign money, and pictures of Ivan Ivan and his girlfriend hanging on the wall. Now, this is interesting. So they did find um, those photos of Ivan and his girlfriend and his girlfriend was wearing a top that belonged to one of the victims. Whether or not she knew about it, (gasps) I hope, just weird, disgusting, bleh. And also, the homes of Malat's mother and five of his brothers were also searched and raided that same day, which uncovered more personal items that belonged to the victims. (gasps) This particular finding was noted in my book, The Encyclopedia of Serial Killers, but apparently during a later search of Malat's house, a sword was found that police believe was a weapon used to behead Habshid. I didn't find that anywhere else, though, so take that with a grain of salt. When the family members were questioned, they said that Malat gave them those items. Malat appeared in court the next day, May 23rd, but he did not enter a plea. On May 31, 1994, Ivan Milat was formally charged with seven counts of murder, along with Paul Onion's assault and various weapons charges. His trial began on March 26, 1996, where his defense argued that despite the mounting evidence against Milat, there was no non-circumstantial evidence to prove that C- Milat committed the murders. His defense also spun a theory that two of Malat's brothers, Richard and Walter, killed the backpackers and not Malat. Uh. But I'll get to that in a second because it is, there are some interesting other little details um, in a little bit that I'll mention. Justice David Hunt did say to the court, quote, In my view, it is inevitable that the prisoner was not alone in that criminal enterprise, end quote. Basically, he's saying that he was certain that Malat didn't act alone, but they only could charge him. He was, you know, the only one they were able to get, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Who else, who, if there was someone else, who knows? But yeah. I'll get to that in just a second. 145 witnesses would take the stand at Malat's trial, including oh. some of Malat's family members, as well as Malat himself. Yay. The jury oh, was boy. not convinced that Malat had nothing to do with the murders, and after 18 weeks of testimony, Malat was found guilty of the seven backpacker murders on July 27, 1996, receiving seven consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole, plus an additional eight-year sentence for the attempted robbery and attempted murder of Paul Onions. Even though he was found guilty, Malat has never confessed to the murders. Former police superintendent Clive Small, who was interviewed on Sunday Night True Stories, said that Malat's mother visited Ivan frequently before she passed away, and allegedly Malat confessed to her, saying that he did commit the seven murders. I don't know how true that is, because he also said that Malat's mother continued to claim that he was innocent. Well, she's a son. I don't know. True.
3: Yeah.
0: True. And the Millett family was and still is very divided to this day. Apparently, some of the members believe that he committed the murders, while others still claim that he is innocent and that Ivan was framed by the government.
1: Uh, uh, oh, what? Is it's there any all kind of a conspiracy. history of the government doing that in Australia? Uh, not that I could find. <laughs> okay. Well, then I don't know why they would just... I mean, I think it's they a would load just... of
0: BS, but <laughs> Did the murder whatever.
1: stop when he was arrested?
2: And that was going to be my question. Like, oh, when, no one, when when someone doesn't confess, it's like, oh, but every murder that was similar is now suddenly ended now that you're apprehended. There, oh, there were,
0: <laughs> I think like Ivan's cousin and maybe one of his brothers did commit like a murder or something um, while he was in prison. So I wanted to go into some details about Malat's life in prison. Because it's just very interesting, and so much happens with this guy. He, you know, the government's apparently out to get him, so stick it to the man, I guess. (laughs) The first day, though, the first day Malat arrived at the Maitland-Gal Correctional Center, he was attacked and beaten by another inmate.
3: Oh, no! They weren't
0: messing around. In February 1997, Malat appealed his conviction, claiming that he did not act alone in committing the murders, but the appeal was dismissed. A few months later, on May 16, 1997, Malat attempted to escape from prison with another inmate. Their escape was foiled by prison guards, and Malat was transferred to the maximum security section at Goulburn Correctional Center in Goulburn, New South Wales. In November 1997, Malat fired his attorney, and representing himself, he made a new appeal against his convictions <laughs> to the New South Wales Supreme Court, who... Surprise, surprise. Dismissed his appeal. That's the best way to
1: know someone's guilty. If they try to represent themselves, I will automatically think you are guilty.
3: Mm -hmm. And it
0: did say he went up and on the stand himself. And I think that was his choice. Probably wasn't a good choice. but. (laughs) And he also, if you wanted to ever look up videos of him, um, he always has this weird, smug grin. Like, even though he's just now been, you know, he's in prison and he's in jail. He just has this smug grin like he's in control of everything. It's oh, weird. It's really weird.
2: F that. I'm uh, on yeah. the video him Creepy. Now. Yeah. That's my evening. <laughs> Disgusting.
0: And while this wouldn't be the last time the Lat would appeal his charges, which he did a bunch of times, all of his appeals would ultimately be denied. Woohoo. Oh,
3: Wonder no. why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In October of 1999, Millat offered to help Queensland investigators solve the cold cases of three missing women, Robin Hickey, 17, Amanda Robinson, 14, and Leanne Goodall, 20, who all disappeared between December 1978 and April 1979 under similar circumstances as Millat's known victims, He failed to turn up the bodies and (laughs) even denied knowing the women when it ended up, I think it went to court or something, where he was like, no, I don't know who they are. What are you talking about? Um, So he denied knowing them. He denied picking up any hitchhikers in the northern part of Sydney where those three women were last seen alive. So he's still just like dicking around. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Jim Jones. Horrible. Yeah. In 2001, Malat attempted suicide twice, once by swallow- swallowing a spring mechanism from a prison toilet, and another time by swallowing 24 staples, three razor blades, and the chain from a pair of nail clippers. He also went on hunger strikes in the hopes that his appeals that had been dismissed would be overturned. That did not happen.
2: My eyes are watering. Are you free That is... Oh, my God. My eyes are literally... Water is pouring out of my eyes right now. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew.
0: And apparently in October of 2002, the Latt's x-rays from his second suicide attempt in 2001 were illegally released to the media, which brought news that he may be compensated money for that. So, like, $40,000. Hey, he might have won, but he never saw any of that money. So... I hope he goes to the victims.
1: Good. Yeah. Oh a lot of times they do that. would be that. nice.
0: Oh. I don't know. I did not. I saw a lot of this on Wikipedia. So I'll also take that with a grain of salt because I know Wikipedia is what it is. But oh, it's that's true. what I saw.
2: Bible. Bible. It's Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on <laughs> on Novo- November 8, 2004, Malat was interviewed on Australian Story, a documentary TV series where he denied... That any of his family members were involved in the seven murders. So at least from what I could see, he's going like back and forth all the time. He's flip-flopping. Yeah. However, in 2005, Ivan saw Clive Small at the Goldburn Jail and accused him of suggesting that one of his sisters was involved in the murder. Clive told Sunday Night True Stories that what Ivan accused him of was completely inaccurate. I'd said we have never suggested she was involved because I know he did them by himself. His response was, yes. So why are you saying she's involved? It wasn't until he said it that the expression on his face was one of shock where he thought, I'm sure I almost made an admission here. Quite frankly, the way he said it and expressed it aggressively, it was an accurate admission. So I just, I keep on adding all this because I feel like it is interesting that they keep on going back to the fact that maybe he wasn't alone. Whether or not someone else helped him with the murders or at least, like, knew what he was doing. I I don't know. I find it at least very hard to believe that whether or not he acted alone, that no one else in his family, none of his brothers, knew what he was doing.
1: I don't know. They're hitchhikers. It's not like he's holding them hostage for, like, X amount of time. Like, no one really had to know. That's kind of not beauty, but the beauty of what he how he did it. So maybe they didn't. I don't know.
2: His con man way, at least he could have potentially not. Yeah, he could have fooled everybody.
1: I can see him, yeah, to also, people And them being like, you're full of it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, just the fact that, like, they found stuff at his mom's house, at five of his brother's house of victims. Like, none of that stuff had to have been new if it was all taken from them. So,
1: but no was one. also thought, over two decades. I don't,
0: I don't, don't know. I don't think he had. I mean, depending on whenever he gave it to them, I don't know. I'll say
2: I, like, low-key have, like, have a feeling he's, like, Merry Christmas, and, like, (gasps) there's, that's, like, where my, that's where my mind went, was, like, maybe they really, truly didn't know, and he, like, they thought he was, like, showering them with gifts, like, how fucking gross, that's where my mind went, sorry,
1: not gross, I don't know, that makes sense, I mean, gross, but it, shit, gross, but that makes sense, Mm mm-hmm,
0: yeah, I'm not, it didn't go into details, so, we can only speculate, but I mean, they had the stuff. So I don't know. It just keeps on getting brought up. Um, on January 26, 2009, Malak cut off his pinky finger with a plastic knife with plans to mail it to the High Court of Australia as a sign of protest for the appeals they had dismissed. After being sent to the hospital, he returned to prison the next day after doctors determined that they couldn't undergo surgery. In May 2011, again, Okay, this is on Wikipedia. I don't know how much I believe it, but Malat apparently went on a nine-day hunger strike allegedly because he wanted a PlayStation.
3: Jesus. <laughs> I, but also,
0: Wikipedia said that in 2006, Malat was given a toaster and a TV for his cell, and the public was pissed. So, I bet they were. Yeah.
2: Isn't it like college? Like you can't have anything that turns orange. You can't have a hot plate. You can't have a toaster. Come on, man.
1: Oh, I don't know. Again, if Wikipedia. I paid twenty grand a year and I couldn't have a hot plate, this dick does not get a toaster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Love
0: it. No
2: bagels for you, homie.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: In July of 2015, John Marsden, so the Malat family lawyer that took on Ivan's case until Ivan fired him, made a statement on his deathbed that Ivan was assisted in the murders by a woman who lived with him. Again, another comment. About maybe someone um, working with him because he had had the conversation with Clive about his sister who did live with him, yeah. During the time, so, hmm. and there was stuff from the victims found in her room. Again, this is all speculation, though. I'm not. No one else has been charged with any of these murders, so just
1: an Just from I what didn't. you said, he seems like a controlling dick. Really? Oh yeah. So if anyone yeah. helped him, it's because they were in fear for their own life. Maybe like. I don't see her waking up like, oh, it's Tuesday. Let's murder a hitchhiker, Ivan. I like, need it I need a
2: new shirt. Let's go. No. Yeah. I, yeah. But
1: I don't know anything about his family. I'm just saying it doesn't sound like anyone else is quite as crazy as he is. Yeah. Did you make anything well, like that? Like did they are they known for that or just him? Well, when I had
0: mentioned his um like his childhood, I mean him and his brothers would commit robberies. Um, apparently, I have to look, I didn't add it, I think one of his brothers did kill someone while he was in prison, one of his cousins killed someone, so I, okay. there's a lot going on with this family, I could kind of see it either way,
1: I retract again, speculation,
0: <laughs> so... Who knows? And then while he was in prison, detectives investigated Malat's movements further dating back to the late 1970s. Malat is suspected in the disappearances of six Newcastle women and various tourists who went missing around the area in 1979. One survivor, a 41 year old Newcastle resident told police that Malat abducted and raped her in 1978. A second victim told police that she was raped and attacked by Malat the following year While these missing women and tourists haven't been found, police believe that they have been murdered. Looking back at Malat's movements, they discovered that Malat was working on a road construction crew in the area at the time these women disappeared. He has also been suspected in the murder of 18-year-old Peter Letcher, who vanished when he was hitchhiking from Sydney to Bathurst. Letcher's body was found in a forest trail called the Janolan Caves, not far from where Colin Powis says he had also been hitchhiking. Letcher was stabbed several times, shot in the head five times, and his body was laid in a ditch and covered with branches and leaves. And um, I don't think I mentioned it before, but his other victims were also kind of just like scattered. They weren't really expertly hid, hid or hidden, I guess. Like if somebody was walking around the area, they wouldn't be... Um, too hard to find, so he just kind of didn't care. Mm. A bullet found at the scene appeared to be from the same type of weapon used to kill Caroline Clark and Gabor Neubauer. Bauer. At this time, Ivan was working on a road near the caves. Uh, Clive Small also believes that Malat is responsible for two other cold cases. 20 year- old Karen Rowland and 30 year- old Diane Pinaccio were also found in the Bianlo State Forest. Karen was last seen alive in February 1971, and Diane was last seen alive in October of 1991 in the town Canberra, trying to hitch rides. Both women appeared to have been sexually assaulted, and beer bottles were discovered at the scene, which suggests, um, which police think the killer took his time committing the murders if he was drinking beer.
3: Lovely. And just Mm. chill it, yeah. Cute.
0: Uh, So getting to the end, sorry guys, I know this is long. In May 2019, so not very long ago, uh, May, yes, May 2019, excuse me, not too long ago, <laughs> Malat was sent, I I think I've looked at my phone for so long that I'm like, it's am fellow I fellow seeing fellow the fellow right fellow.
3: words?
0: Malat hmm. <laughs> was sent to the Prince of Wales Hospital, Randwick, where he was diagnosed and received treatment for um, terminal esophageal throat cancer. Malat was sent to Long Bay Correctional Center, where he would continue to serve his sentence after that treatment. However, in August of 2019, Malat returned to the hospital after he was losing weight and he presented with high fever. Malat's condition continued to decline until October 27, 2019, when he died from terminal throat and stomach cancer at the age of 74. He refused to give a deathbed confession, even when family members of the victims visited him before his death. However, I thought we did need maybe like a little, just a slight, I know that's really sad, I think we need a slight picker-upper at the end, and mm-hmm. we know that Malat likes to stick it to the man, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You know, the
0: government's coming out to, you know, coming after him. Well, before his death, Malat apparently wrote a letter to his family telling them that he wanted his funeral to be paid for by the New South Wales government. Oh. Do you know what the government did? Said no. <laughs> Why did they do it? (laughs) They denied his request (laughs) yet again, and his body was cremated, and the costs were paid from his prison accounts. And that is the story of Australia's backpacker killer,
2: (sighs) Aaron. Every week, man,
0: I know. I gotta say, I don't like him. No, he's. I'm not saying yes to that dress. Shitty, garbage Mm -hmm. person.
2: I will say, I've been listening to a lot, a lot, a lot of true crime and ghosties and all types of different podcasts. I have not heard that one. So thank you for the... F- I've never I've never heard of it. So thanks for the fresh eyes.
1: Yeah, no problem.
2: Terrible, terrible story. I mean, not... Yeah. You did a good job, but it is a terrible story.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're tacky. Mommy, you. Tell oh, me what like, you really <laughs> mean, Morgan.
2: <laughs> I was saying, like, low-key, honestly, some of those names you pronounced, I was like, yes, queen. Because I can't even say the word, like...
0: No, okay. I hope I did say them correctly. <laughs> Gabor, I was just going off name? of- Because that was good. Gabor. Yo. Gabor yeah. Noya Bauer. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it because Gabor that's what yeah,
1: the TV show
0: pronounced it as. And if I am wrong, I do apologize. I don't want to mess up anyone's names, especially the victim's names. So that's true. I hope I did. I mean, that's like,
2: low-key, she is the speech pathologist out of us. So if she's going to pronounce something, it's low-key probably right. I'm just, Stop just it. throwing it You there. know my dad says that.
0: <laughs> All the time to me, he's like, (laughs) like like if I mispronounce a word, he's like, "Aren't you supposed to be a speech pathologist?" Uh, I'm like, "That's not exactly what. That's not what I do." But okay,
2: I'm. I can pronounce words incorrectly. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, just like how my
0: word retrieval skills suck sometimes.
2: Did you hear me read that story? I think I, I think I stopped every other sentence. So thank you all for bearing with me through that shit.
1: (laughs) All I want to say is, moral teeth. (laughs) Moral (laughs) teeth. uh, That's the best part. We all have some moral teeth. We were born with them, but some, some them more got. than others. Apparently, sounds like <laughs> Ivan Milat's were pulled. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: so.
1: yeah. He got
0: none. No moral uh, teeth. And they never grew in. <laughs> none to be seen.
2: Why did they listen? Ugh. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know why they listen to us? Because they love us. Because we we do try our our damnedest, and it's all that we matters. try. That's what we're here for. We we're here to the at old least, college try yes we hope that we can add a little bit more sinister sunrise to your day that's all we're here mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take this moment and shoom, slide right in here and just say if you have any other stories that you'd like to share whether it be true crime paranormal dreams anything of that nature hit us up on our email at sinister sunrise podcast at please, mm-hmm. please, please please Uh, give us our give a follow on our Instagram, which is Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Just with a little skull drinking a nice coffee. That is our logo and our picture. Give us a follow. We've actually like hashtag love our followers. We've gone up like four within the last I don't know like week or so. Like God bless you all, please. It's great. We Mm -hmm. love it. We want to keep keep making posts for you guys. And again, if you want to get a Sinister Sunrise sticker, make sure that you leave us a review. Follow us on. Spotify or any other platform, do so by follow, leave review, take a screenshot, email us with your address and that review and we will get you a sticker. I have mine on my notebook. You can put it wherever your little heart (laughs) desires. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, thank you guys for another great week. I just also wanted to end this episode because I know we make a lot of jokes and things are You know, we try to keep it lighthearted because that's the way we take things. Um, But this week had something kind of serious happen. A girl that I used to work with, I didn't know her for very long. um, But the word is that um, we lost her to suicide this past week. So if you are struggling or if you know anyone else that is struggling, uh, it's really important that you reach out. It's really important that you be there for people who may or may not be struggling in a way that you don't know. Um, So, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline um, is always available 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255. Reach out to them if you are suffering or if you think you have a friend who is suffering in any way possible, whether it be self-harm, they're on that line of potentially wanting to end their life, please reach out. Again, I know we talk pretty lighthearted each week, um, but it's really something... Near and dear to my heart. So, if uh, again, that number's there, we're here. Our email's there. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. DM us. You know, anything at all that we can help through. Anybody, that's what we're here for. We hope we bring some light to your day, even though yeah. we do talk about the darker side of things.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, we
2: hope we do bring a smile to your face. Um, so, if you see someone not smiling as much as they used to, reach out to that number. It's really important and on that note sorry to be emotional but this way it goes uh thank you girls for your great ass stories this week and next week i promise. thank you morgan <laughs> yeah, thank you next week yeah. next week i promise i won't read from a book and it'll be a lot smoother <laughs> <laughs> morgan
0: <laughs> morgan i, I expect you to, to. <laughs> make your own your own short scary story and you read it to us then uh, that's what i think
2: Woo, Seven days. J. We believe in you. Triple, <laughs> triple, I'm sorry. J. Are you giving me? Are you giving me a ring timeline, Lord?
0: Ugh. I want you to go up to your attic. I want you to lock Aaron- yourself in there for 24 <laughs> hours. I want Aaron, you to write a report you are about your experiences, there. and no. I'm fine with that. I will do we're it. Gonna, Morgan, go, Aaron, go up we're there with you. me.
1: <laughs> hey, social distance, Aaron. We can all get our own floor. You get the attic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Morgan gets yes. main level. I'll go downstairs. I hang out in yeah, the. Rats. And the
2: are you- <laughs> Hey, wait, Loki, I have real rats, not basement rats. Like, Well, they
1: are basement Oh, sorry, rats, yeah. But they're, they're just <laughs> but in, they're in like the caged. <laughs> they're supposed they to are, be there.
2: They're pet rats, but, you know, they also do live in the basement, so it's yes. classy. We truly yes.
0: <laughs> keep They have their own little home. If I just get yes. one cat in the attic, I'll be fine. I think I'll survive.
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> subject well, the cats this. to your weird <laughs> fascination. You They probably by love it up
0: there. You don't know. They haven't oh, been up there. A new place to explore.
1: Cast can sense the evil.
2: Evil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note, bye guys. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> Love y'all. Thank you.
1: Bye.